Hi, producer Forrest here. Unfortunately, this episode was marred by some cell phone interference. If you would like, you can skip ahead to the next episode, which will be coming up shortly. Or if you can, please enjoy Dave and Santana on this episode of Heroin Truth. You are not ugly. You are beautiful. You are not worthless. You're of immense worth. You know, the compassion for self is just, it's a stunner. Some something wants me alive, and then that—I mean, that was the moment that everything changed. Hi, this is Dave Peterson, and this is Heroin Truth. Leave a question for the show or book a personal consultation at seven one nine four seven zero twenty nine twenty nine, or visit my website at intrepidinterventions.com to leave a typed message. Some say they found. Your vision. I, I will say it because it's so prominent in my mind. 
family. Mm. Choose. They say we don't get to choose our family. I say bullshit. <laughs> we get to choose our family. I have many siblings. And uh, um, I dare say aunts and uncles and nieces and nephews mm -hmm. through a path of recovery that for uh, my voluntary hand-picked family. Mm -hmm. You know, I have pretty damn good relationships with my surviving blood relations. Um, that doesn't happen like that either. Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty intense. That's a lot of accountability and reconciliation. Mm -hmm. And shedding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, to, to grab on to the new, you have to let go of the old. Mm -hmm. Right. There has to be that willingness to make room. Mm -hmm. I like shedding. Mm. Okay, so what do we got now? We got structure routine, gratitude, our practice, family, and shedding. And shedding. Okay, if we went back and forth, it's my turn. Um, I think I said another one, and that's accountability. Mm -hmm. um, being extremely conscious about what we do in private and reporting it honestly to a person of trust. And uh, I don't know any other way to build accountability in a vacuum and in total opaque darkness. I don't know. If, I don't know if it can happen. I don't think so. Mm. But that made my top five. If I'm working out a combined top ten. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about you know conversation, but I think that's kind of in the same category. Communication. As, you know, communication. Yeah. Well, I think that that's a standalone. You okay. can disagree with me. Absolutely. Uh, communication outside of our comfort zone mm -hmm. might be a way to put it, but uh, not in a silent vacuum. Yeah. When you're, I found until I was able to, to, to talk with people about what I was going through, even if it was embarrassing or shameful, mm -hmm. until that moment, I, I, there was enough room for me to keep secrets. Yeah. You know? If we have a, a confidant and we really fuck up, you know, we do something that we're ashamed of, if we don't have somebody to stand with us in that mud, we're trapped. We're really in a bad way. But when we can go to somebody who we know has virtually unconditional love for us, and we say, I did it. I blew it. I suck. <laughs> and they stand with us in it. Um, that delivers us forward. That saves us. You know, that's, that's communication of a whole truth. Does that put humility on the list? Or surrender? I think that those are hand in hand. Uh, surrender is the act of humility. I like the image of me kneeling in front of my narcissistic pride. Yeah, it's it's easy for a heroin user, even the synthetic opioid user, to think people just don't really see life with its complexity and darkness like I do. I mean, 
if, if you who are listening can see my my young friend here, she's nodding her head like yes. <laughs> yep, compassion. Great. How does that play? Um, you have to have compassion for yourself, um, uh, forgiveness, and um, and understanding instead of how could I have gotten so fucked up or off my path or so lost or how could I have done this terrible thing or that terrible thing and you understand that you're human and you falter yeah self-forgiveness I was going to say suspending self-condemnation I dare say that heroin has helped a lot of people to do their most unimaginable horrible things mm-hmm. in life. And that self-condemnation in the mirror, it's, it's thermonuclear devastation. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy cow. You are not ugly. You are beautiful. You are not worthless. You're of immense worth. Mm-hmm. You know? <clears throat> but compassion for self is just... It's a stunner. What about, do you think that it's a whole other uh, um, critical ingredient in the 10 compassion for others? I don't really know or haven't really wondered, but who hates their first fix? And the first fix is almost always administered by somebody else mm-hmm. with a needle that they just used and didn't clean. Um, the person who stole, assaulted, to be in that um, dark trap is to be however voluntary is to be a victim Mm. to be harmed by other people even just the way you were raised can you read off to me what we have again I apologize it is um, structured routine gratitude and practice family shedding willing to make room for that Um, accountability conversation surrender uh, c- compassion for self and compassion for others. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to say a uh, transcendental experience. I felt um, op- like I was open to, to those experiences for so long. I begged for it and prayed for it mm-hmm. and it never came and so I felt, well it did eventually but until it did, I felt slighted. I felt everyone's getting their prayers answered and I'm going to die. Is um, that hope? Are we talking about however minuscule active hope? I'm just thinking all the addicts would say, fuck you, right? Yeah, now. no, yeah, that's, it went off in my head. Not yeah, I, it went off in... Yeah. Yeah, I'm the trash mouth, you're the dignified. I used to always say, fuck the hope dealers. You know? Yeah. Like it's just another kind of right. pill they're trying to feed me. Mm-hmm. You know? um, so how about belief? That's a little softer. Mm-hmm. Well, where, where were you going? Sorry. Um, well, I just didn't, I didn't have it until I did. Mm-hmm. You know? Belief, hope, none of it right. until I did. Um, so transcendental experience. Uh, what, what did you say? Trans- I think transcendental experiences. It's it's tricky for me because not everyone gets it, and that's what breaks my heart. Is there's you know the people that I was in rehab with that had been there ten, twelve, twenty times. I believe that that because of my experience, I believe that that's key. Mm-hmm. That's 
that's the number one that's at the top of the list and because of that transcendental experience that's the reason I decided to work on on the rest the other nine eight you know that was like okay there's a reason that I'm here and there's a reason to live yeah so it's the ultimate motivator you could say it's another dirty word or reaction word to faith it's tri- that's tricky for me I had no reason to live felt I had no reason to live until that moment um, I had no faith until that moment until that transcendental experience Up until, there was no convincing me of it there was you couldn't teach it to me it, life was void of my life was void of faith and hope until that moment so was it like Oh shit, I can do this? Yeah. Or yeah. shit, there's a reason to do this, you know? Yeah. Whereas before, everything just felt cold and mm-hmm. chaotic and, mm-hmm. and empty. Survival? Was that, in a way, the way you described it? Your. Um, what was it? moment? Yeah. Waking up from an overdose. Waking up? Well. I don't think it was just the overdose because people overdose all the time and don't have those experiences. It was experiences. It was waking up from an overdose to three vials of Narcan next to my my body and locked doors. No one there to administer it. It was a, the only, the first and only. Well, actually, I shouldn't say only. I've had some since then, but it was the first supernatural experience in my life. And I don't want to, again, get dogmatic. And yeah, but how you, many... you were awake, aware, and capable of administering a necessary, a necessary dose of Narcan? I don't think I could have been. Oh. I would, I, I done two grams of heroin in one shot with Ritalin and... I was on Soma's and Xanax. It was it was a I don't care if I die. Yeah. Shot. It wasn't a I want to die, but it was a Mm -hmm. if I do, oh well. You know. Whatever. Yeah. I don't think I could have administered Mm -hmm. administered that myself. But there was no one else around, so to me it was like maybe I have a garden, you know, garden angel, if you will, or some something. Mm -hmm. I can't explain happened in that room. Was heightened awareness, uh, would that be a good description of where you arrived or what you achieved in that awakening? I think so, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, the, the gong moment, the light bulb. Some, something wants me alive. And then that, I mean, that was the moment that everything changed. Um, but until that moment, there you couldn't con- have convinced me of any of that. So, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not sure that's something you can put into practice, you know, the transcendental experience. Right. That's one. Is that ten? <clears throat> ten or one in our things that... According, it seems like you guys uh, have a disagreement about it. Santana, though you said you have it first on the list, mm-hmm. but also that you can't really, um, you can't try to achieve it. You have to let it happen. Uh, okay, sorry. So, so no, I'm trying to sort this out in my own head. Um, I, I'd like to retract what I said about you can't put this to practice because since having that first 
experience, I have them all the time yeah. through meditation, mm-hmm. um, you know, my own spiritual practices, mm-hmm. hiking in the woods, you yeah. know, um, I have them all the time. And I probably did before, but I was I was closed off to them mm-hmm. also. So I guess, I don't know. I just feel like it has to, like that, that spark has to be ignited initially without trying. So I think, am I making any sense? Mm-hmm. Before there's, that can be... There's something unmistakably spontaneous and involuntary about it. We, we, we don't even allow it to happen. Mm-hmm. We just stand in it or... The, the, the mystical facet of liberation from heroin is a, is deeply personal mm-hmm. and individual, mm-hmm. and I I can't give you mine, or I can't duplicate yours. Mm-hmm. But everybody who survives lives to tell about it. Has that in some way undescribable mystical or supernatural spiritual whatever mm-hmm. agreed yeah so what, 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 what do we say tonight to all the people who may listen to this and and then say to themselves well that sure as hell hasn't happened to me Yeah, that's the first thing that came to mind. Or believe. Mm-hmm. Trust. Even though. Uh-huh. But don't fix. Mm. Get the aches, get the runs. Get that fucking needle out of your arm. Jam it into a two by four. Right alongside the other 50 rigs. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us here next time or by calling 719-470-2929 or look up Heroin Truth on Facebook and or SoundCloud. If there's anything you'd like to hear us discuss, let us know by emailing us at heroinetruth at gmail.com. Don't wait until your addict tells you they're ready to change. The number is 719-470-A-WAY. We can find a way through the pain of addiction together.
Jericho was written and performed by Brandy Ross.